what? We, we take it for granted that it's cooler air out there, but it, what did it get to? 74 today or something? So maybe it's not cooler, but it will be. As long as we're going to be here tonight, it'll be cooling down. I'm just kidding, all right? So um, the book of Ezra uh, and Nehemiah, you will find that the spiritual warfare was taking place in great measures in these two books. You can, you can mark it down that any time that you take a step for God, there will be opposition. And here in rebuilding the temple, there was opposition. And you notice in verse 1 of Ezra chapter 4, Now when the adversaries of Judah and Benjamin heard that the descendants of the captivity were building the temple of the Lord of Israel, they came to Zerubbabel and the heads of the fathers' houses and said to them, Let us build with you, for we seek your God as you do, and we have sacrificed to him since the days of Eshardan, king of Assyria, who brought us here. But Zerubbabel and Jeshua and the rest of the heads of the fathers' houses of Israel said to them, You may do nothing with us to build a house for our God, but we alone will build it to the Lord God of Israel as King Cyrus, king of Persia, has commanded us. Then the people of the land tried to discourage the people of Judah. They troubled them in building and hired counselors against them to frustrate their purposes all the days of Cyrus, king of Persia, even until the reign of Darius, king of Persia. So, here's the account, as we just read. And there are a number of situations that we'll look at here tonight from the book of Ezra that speak to us about the battles that we are in in this life. In 2 Corinthians chapter 2, Paul was writing to the church at Corinth, and he said, be careful in the context, be careful when you deal with the wayward brother, make sure that you grant forgiveness, genuine forgiveness, and and that you don't hold grudges, that you don't have bitternesses, that you don't um, uh, fully grant forgiveness, he said, because we are not ignorant of the devil's devices. The devil always wants to take advantage. He wants to, to find a way to disrupt the work of God. He is our adversary. There is a definite battle that's going on. And, and Paul warned the church at Corinth, don't be ignorant. Don't be naive about the various things that, that Satan uses to disrupt the work of God. Well, we want to look at the book of Ezra and see some of the things that Satan uses to seek to disrupt the work of God. Number one, Satan tempts us to neglect the commands of God. The children of Israel had neglected commands of God regarding worship, regarding the temple, 
there were a number of commands of God. In part, that's why they went into captivity. Now God is bringing them back. And he brings to them prophets, Haggai and Zechariah, we mentioned this morning. He, he gives to them Ezra and Nehemiah. And he gives to them commands that they are to fulfill. One of the dangers that we are tempted with, as they were, is to neglect the commands of God. Well, that's not that important. Or we have our own priorities. When we neglect the commands of God, we're playing right into the enemy's hands. And we're often tempted to neglect the commands of God. Secondly, he entices us to live for self. Israel had been stopped in the building of the temple. And you will find in this, there was a time period, 16 years, where the building of the temple stopped. And in that period, they really started living for selves. You, you read the prophet Haggai, which he prophesied during this time, and he says, in essence, in Haggai chapter 1 and verse 4, he said, you have lived long enough in your nice houses, and you have neglected the house of God. He said, your house is very, very nice, but he said, You have lived for yourselves and neglected the work of God. Israel stopped building the temple because of other things that we'll look at. So they then turned their interests to pursue their own selfish interests. In America, we have normalized self-centered Christianity. That we are pursuing our goals, our purposes, and, and we can make it Christian. We can include God in on this, and, and we ask God to bless our plans. That isn't God's program. God's program is His will and His way, and He wants us to come along, and we find fulfillment In walking in his ways. And he will say to them, depart from me, I never knew you. Not that they once were saved and they lost it. They never were saved. Look at all the works. They they did many wonderful works. They were voted the most valuable church member of the year. Many wonderful works. And in, in God's name, they cast out devils. Wow. But they weren't followers of God. And they were in the body, so to speak. That's always been Satan's plan, to infiltrate. Well, then another thing that he does is to undermine. I'm not going to take the time, but... Um, in chapter 4, these people that, that wanted to join in with them and they said, no, you can't join in, they went and became your classic tattletales, okay? 
They, they wrote a letter to King Artaxerxes, and you need to go in and look at the letter. I mean, they had all the classic tattletale signs, you know. Be it known unto you, King, that the Jews that came up from Jerusalem, they are building a rebellious and evil city. And they're finishing the walls, and they're building the foundations and if this city is built, boy, they won't pay taxes to you, king. They won't pay tribute. And, and your treasury, king, will be dismissed. And we're only telling you this, king, because um, we don't want the king to be dishonored. That's exactly what it says in verse 14. Therefore, we have sent this letter to inform you, O king. Now, is that really the truth? No, they were manufacturing this. These people wanted to be under the... They weren't, they weren't planning rebellion. But because these that wrote this letter felt rejection when they came to infiltrate, they felt rejection. They then started undermining. They started evil speaking. They started um, false reports. They started rumors. Have you ever heard anything like that in our day today? Have you ever been exposed to anything like that? You know, sometimes I, if it weren't so serious, but there are sometimes I just laugh at some of the things that, that people say that, that followers of Christ do. I mean, because they want to undermine to get so that people don't follow Christ. It's a spiritual warfare that's going on. Um, we don't have the time to go into it. So, one other thing that he does. That, don't get your hopes up. I'm not quite done yet. This isn't the last thing. But one other thing. Then... Not only do they give false reports, but then they outright attack. And they sent this letter to King Artaxerxes. And notice in Ezra chapter 4 and verse 23. Now when the copy of King Artaxerxes' letter was read before Rehum, Shimshai, the scribe, and their companions, they went up in haste to Jerusalem against the Jew and by force of arms made them to cease Thus the work of the house of God, which is at Jerusalem, ceased, and it discontinued until the second year of the reign of Darius, king of Persia. So, they sent this letter to King Artaxerxes. King Artaxerxes sent back, go up there and cease. Man, by force. Woohoo! Man, we're going to go shut them down. And they did. By force, they shut them down. And there come... Around the world, there are literal attacks against Christians. Our media doesn't cover it. In Nigeria, in the last week, there have been dozens of Christians who, while they were meeting to worship, their places have been ransacked, and dozens of Christians have been killed. That's taking place. This is, this is again, a ploy of Satan to attack around the world. Again, 
You don't hear about it in the media because who is the prince of the power of the air? The prince of the power of the air? That's not news to him. That's not noteworthy. It's something that he's seeking to do. So, Paul wrote to Timothy and said, Behold, all that live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. So, we ask, okay, these are ways that people around the globe and even in our personal lives, may, we may be tempted to, to um, yield to some of Satan's devices. How should we respond? Number one, expect opposition. I mean, we sometimes come to Jesus Christ and we think that that makes this earth heaven. That there'll be no more problems. There won't be a battle. The battle just begins when you become a follower of Jesus Christ. And, and the, the blessed hope is that the captain of our salvation has already won the victory. So we can rest in that. But we need to expect opposition. So not just expect it. Build your faith. We ought to be building our faith. Thankfully... In our nation, we have not experienced um, the outright attacks, generally speaking. But that doesn't mean that they'll never come. But we, we experience spiritual warfare from our own heart and nature. We need to be building our faith. We need to be getting the roots down. We need to know what we believe and why we believe it based on the Word of God, not because of what a preacher says or someone on the radio or some book we read, but because we know the Word of God. So if we expect opposition, it should cause us to build our faith. Secondly, obey the truth. We, we didn't take the time to go into it, but um, in chapter 5 of Ezra, the, the people of Israel said, enough of this. After Haggai came and prophesied to them, they said, we're going to build this. And the little tattletale group came up and said, what are you doing? Why are you building that? And they said, our God told King Cyrus that we are supposed to do this, and this is what we're going to do, and we will rebuild as our God said. They obeyed the truth. See, we many times open the door for the traps of Satan when we are hypocritical, when we don't live out the truth. It is imperative, not just that we know the truth, stand for the truth, that we live the truth. We sang, love as I love. It's imperative that we do that. Otherwise, we're chopping our legs off. So we must obey the truth. Then, rest in the truth. In, in chapter 5 and verse 11, down through the remainder of the chapter, and, and um, we don't have the time to read it, but you'll be reading it this week. They said, we're going to rebuild. And they said, you go right under the king of Persia and you ask him if we aren't supposed to be doing this. 
And verse 17, they said, Now therefore, if it seems good to the king, let a search be made in the king's treasure house, which is there in Babylon, whether it is so that a decree was issued by King Cyrus to build this house of God at Jerusalem, and let the king send us his pleasure concerning this matter. They said, go dig in the the king's record of his history and see if he said that. They knew that he had. And you go and do it, and we'll keep building here. They rested in truth because they knew that truth always prevails. They knew truth was on their side. The king had commanded us to do this. I, I've alluded many times before, but to 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 5, Therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes who will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsels of the heart, then shall every one have praise of God. God is going to bring to light the hidden things of darkness. We can rest in the truth. We don't need to go around thinking, I don't know about that guy over there. Is he an infiltrator? That's not our job. Our job is to walk in the truth and and. And God will make known. And if we're walking in truth, God will take care of it. I mean, for too long, as Christians, we've, we've been um, incarcerating. We've been, um, I don't know what, we've been the judge and the jury and everything. And, and investigating one another. Listen, it will be made known. God will take care of it. We can rest in the truth. We need to make sure we hold faith and a good conscience. That we have a good conscience. And then, let God bless. I love chapter 6 and and verses 8 through 14 of the book of Ezra. I mean, this is a great story, the book of Ezra. Um, Tatanai was an adversary of Israel, and he wrote to King Sai, he wrote and said, you need to stop the Jews. And the king went in and found out, wait a minute, King Cyrus had commanded this. So he wrote back to Tatanai, who was trying to stop them from building, And he says, no, they are supposed to build, and I want you and your people taxed to pay for the building of it. Man, that's a double blessing, isn't it? Not only got permission to build, but the enemy was paying for it. Only God can do things like that, right? And it's because they obeyed God, they rested in truth, and if God blesses, wonderful And if he doesn't, oh well, we're going to do what he called us to do, and that will be blessed. And you read that. That, I mean, you talk about having a celebration. No wonder they had a celebration 
here in, in the book of Ezra. So, um, the, the bottom line in all of this is, as we said, expect opposition. Satan opposes any step forward that you take for God. If, if this morning you said, you know what, I, I've got to renew my commitment to the Word. I'm going to start today getting up and every day getting in the Word. Expect opposition. If you have babies in the family, they'll wake up uncharacteristically early or they'll be awake all night tonight or you'll get sick or something will happen. There'll be opposition, okay? If you don't have babies, you'll have a dog that will bark all night. Or your cows will get out. That's the joy. You know what? Cows don't get out in the winter, do they? Not very often, do they? How many of you have had any cows out yet? Have you? Our neighbors have had cows out all over our yard, making deep holes in the yard. You don't have that in the winter. One, the yard's frozen. I digress. I need to shut up, all right? But any step you make for God is going to be contested. And we need to have... We need to have a little fight in us. We need to have a little, I don't care. This is what God's called me to do, and I'm going to do it. And I love Paul said, none of these things move me. I am not going to be moved off what God has called me to do. Obey the truth, rest in the truth, and let God bless the truth. Heavenly Father, I pray that we would not be blown out of the water by struggles and opposition that may come from our own self, may come from family or, or acquaintances, or just the world that we live in. Lord, I pray that we would be committed to you and your ways and your word. And Lord, that we would rest in truth, knowing that you will reveal, you will take care of things. I pray that we would be wise as serpents and as guileless as doves. That we'd have wisdom from above to be light in this dark world. We pray in Jesus' name, amen.